MSW Media. Big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. And we'd like to thank our new sponsor, Microdose, for supporting the Daily Beans. As an offer to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code DAILYBEANS to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, December 4th, 2023. Today, Trump loses his immunity claims in two major cases. Trevion Cootie goes on Instagram Live and threatens a witness in the case against her. A search warrant reveals more details about Moms for Liberty founder's husband's sexual battery case. Gavin Newsom wipes the floor with Ron DeSantis in a Fox News debate. The Houthis attack ships in the Red Sea and a U.S. warship shoots down their drone. And an Olympic swimmer is sentenced to home confinement for his role in the attack on the Capitol. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana, happy Monday. You sound much better today. Thank you very much. My voice will probably be still a little bit raspy, um, but I'm better. I turned a corner. Um, as you know, I'm now in New York. I tested negative, And just so people know that I'm not flying uh, until I knew I was okay, but tested negative on Friday few times. And uh, I have my last gala of the year tomorrow night in New York City. So I'm going to muster up all the energy I have, get through it and then call it a day. Excellent. And I'm so glad you do these galas. You have some other shows coming up too, don't you? I do. We've already got stuff on the the schedule for 2024. Uh, I actually have two dates in Florida. So if you're a Florida listener and you're like, no one ever comes here. Because of the fucking <laughs> legislators, uh, I'm coming there. Tampa, January 28th. We've got Fort Lauderdale on my birthday, April 12th. You can get tickets on my website, danagoldberg.com. And I've got another show in Bend, Oregon on March 8th. That's going to be part of a big uh, Winterfest, Gay and Lesbian Ski Week. But it's open to the general public, and a lot of allies go to this ski week. So I sure hope anyone listening up in the Bend area, Eugene, Portland, you'll take a drive down on March 8th and come see me live there. No, it's going to be so awesome. Um, And hey, MSW Media is having a Patreon meetup in April in D.C. So if you're a patron, you're invited. And if you're not, you can become one by going to patreon.com slash MullerSheWrote. You get all all sorts of stuff. You get these shows ad-free and early. At the $5 level, you get the Jack podcast ad-free and early. You get invites, uh, invites to these to VIP events, meet and greets. And then, of course, this new annual, our first annual MSW Media Gathering in D.C. in April. So we'll keep you posted on that. And thanks so much for supporting us. Uh, huge immunity decisions this past Friday. The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals says Trump is not immune from civil suits for January 6th. And Judge Chutkin rules he's not immune from criminal prosecution for January 6th. (laughs) Now, I cover the civil decision in this week's Patreon Beans bonus episode. And then Andy and I cover the Chutkin ruling on the latest episode of Jack, which just came out yesterday. So check that out. Uh, And Trevion Cootie, that's one of the defendants in the Georgia Trump RICO case. She went on Instagram Live and said, quote, everybody's alive. There's no murder weapon. As a matter of fact, there's a woman sitting somewhere who knows this whole thing is a lie. Who knows I never did anything to her? Who knows I never? Uh, who knows I? she begged me for help? 
There's a woman sitting somewhere who knows that I'm going to fuck her whole life up when this is done. Unquote. Now, while she doesn't mention Ruby Freeman by name, she's clearly talking about Ruby Freeman. So I imagine we'll see a motion and a hearing about this as a possible violation of her bail conditions. And I'll ask Pete Strzok about this on Wednesday's episode of Clean Up on Aisle 45. And after first saying there wasn't enough evidence for impeachment, Mike Johnson is now saying he has the votes to authorize one. And Pete and I'll cover that. Uh, oh, shit show. Good, yeah, good <laughs> lord. On Wednesday as well. All right, we have a lot of news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, first up from the Orlando Sentinel. And content warning here for sexual assault and suicidal ideation. Um, so if you don't want to hear about this story, maybe pause for a few minutes or, or fast forward. A search warrant affidavit released Friday sheds more light on the sexual battery accusations Kristen Ziegler is facing amid growing bipartisan calls that he should quit his job as the head of Florida's GOP. The allegations are being brought by a woman who says she had previous consensual sexual encounters that included Ziegler and his wife, Bridget, also a player in Florida politics. That's according to the affidavit. Sarasota police outlined the accusations when applying for a search warrant in the 12th Judicial Circuit for Ziegler's cell phone, Google email, and Google Drive. Ziegler and the woman, who he'd known for 20 years, agreed to have a sexual encounter, including his wife, on October 2nd. But the woman canceled when she learned the wife, Bridget, wasn't going to be there. That's what the police said in an affidavit. The woman told detectives she opened the door to walk her dog and Ziegler entered her apartment and sexually assaulted her. Quote, the victim advised Christian did not wear a condom and stated, I'm leaving the same way I came in. Now, Ziegler was on surveillance footage visiting the apartment. Ziegler told detectives in an interview with his attorney present that he had consensual sex with the woman and took video of it, initially deleting that video, but then uploading it to his Google Drive since the allegation. That's according to the affidavit. Police say in the affidavit that they have not located that footage. Hmm. Bridget Ziegler told detectives she was involved in a sexual encounter with her husband and the woman once over a year ago. Christian Ziegler is facing calls to resign from both Governor Ron DeSantis and Nikki Freed, chairwoman of the Florida Democratic Party. And this is a quote. I don't see how he can continue with that investigation ongoing, given the gravity of those situations. That's what DeSantis told reporters following his Georgia debate with Gavin Newsom, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And so I think he should step aside. I think he should tend to that, is what Ron DeSantis said. Now, a heavily redacted Sarasota police report released Thursday offered a few details, but included an accusation from a person who reported being sexually battered in an October 2nd incident at a home in Sarasota. The redacted police report does not mention Ziegler by name, but was released in response to questions about the complaint filed against him. Although, quote, innocent until proven guilty, the GOP cannot have a party chair, quote, under that type of scrutiny, according to Ron DeSantis. I hope the charges aren't true. I've known him. I've known his wife, Bridget. They've been friends. But the mission is more important, he said. Bridget Ziegler, co-founder of the conservative education group Moms for Liberty, serves on the board of DeSantis's Disney World Oversight District and also is a member of the Sarasota County School Board. And this is uh, just more news on top of this, Dana. The woman who accused... Ziegler of sexual battery was uh -huh. so despondent over what happened. Her friend was worried she was suicidal. That's according to a 911 recording released by the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office on Friday. From the call, it said, quote, I was hoping to do a wellness check on a friend of mine. 
She hasn't shown up for work the past two days. And I just got off the phone with her and she sounds drunk and I know she has pain medication on her and she told me she doesn't think she can do it anymore. The caller twice mentions the friend said she was raped. Quote, she told me she was raped yesterday and that she's scared to leave her house. I told her I was going to come pick her up and we could go to the ER. The person who raped her came to her house, so she's scared to leave. I really hope this SOB goes down for this. I really do. All right, this one's next up from the Associate Press. Commercial ships came under attack Sunday by drones and missiles in the Red Sea, and a U.S. warship there opened fire in self-defense as part of an hours-long assault claimed by Yemen Houthi rebels. This is from officials. Now, the attack potentially marked a major escalation in a series of maritime attacks in the Mideast linked to the Israel-Hamas war as multiple vessels found themselves in the crosshairs of a single Houthi assault for the first time in the conflict. And this is a quote. We're aware of reports regarding attacks on the USS Kearney and commercial vessels in the Red Sea and will provide information as it becomes available. That was from the Defense Department. That's what they told the Associated Press. Now, the Kearney is an, um, please correct me, uh, AG, on the pronunciation, Arleigh, Arleigh mm-hmm. Burke class, an Arleigh mm-hmm. Burke class guided missile destroyer that's already shot down multiple rockets and who these have fired toward Israel so far in the war. Now, it wasn't damaged in the attack and no injuries were reported on board. That's uh, from the U.S. official who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss earlier details of a military operation. Well, the Carney responded after hearing from the Bahamas-flagged bolt carrier Unity Explorer that it was under attack by missile fire. This is again from the official. Now, the Carney shot down two drones during the attack, one in self-defense and another after checking on the Unity Explorer. Assessments were still being made on the Unity Explorer at that time. The British military earlier said there had been a suspected drone attack and explosions in the Red Sea, without elaborating too much more on that. The Defense Department did not identify where it believed the fire even came from. However, Houthi military spokesman Brigadier General Yaha Sari claimed the attacks, saying the first vessel was hit by a missile and the second by a drone while in the Bab al-Mandeb Strait that links the Red Sea to the Gulf of Aden. Now, Sri did not mention any U.S. warship being involved in the attack. And I quote, the, uh, the Yemeni armed forces continue to prevent Israeli ships from navigating the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden until the Israeli aggression against our steadfast brothers in the Gaza Strip stops. This is again from Sri. He went on to say the Yemeni armed Forces renew their warning to all Israeli ships or their associated with Israelis that they will become a legitimate target if they violate what is stated in this statement. Hmm. Now, Sri also identified the first vessel as the Unity Explorer, which is owned by a British firm that includes Dan David Ungar. He lives in Israel as one of its officers, by the way, of the vessel. And now the second was a Panamanian flagged container ship called Number 9, which is linked to Bernard Schulte's ship management. Uh, managers of the two vessels could not immediately reach for comment. So we'll see what happens with this story. This is a pretty heavy escalation. It'll be interesting to see how the Biden administration responds. Iran doesn't appear to be going quietly. They really want a proxy war. All right. Next up from NBC, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom were apparently having so much fun debating each other Thursday night, they decided to keep it going longer than planned. After about 90 minutes, Sean Hannity, who was hosting it and was the moderator, said... They had to wrap up, but he had more time on his show and plenty more questions. Quote, let's just do an extended hour. I'm happy to do it. That's what Gavin Newsom said. And just before going to commercial break, Hannity teased out that the debate would continue. We'll take a break, he said. 
They've agreed to stay. Well, that's, I guess, the debate on the fly. We'll continue on the other side later and have a post-debate coverage. But the debate did not continue. After the break, Hannity said the candidates had to leave for other commitments. But behind the scenes, the atmosphere was far less jovial. The matchup was between two governors on opposite sides of the spectrum who have long used each other as foils. And while DeSantis is currently running for president, he's trailing far behind former President Donald Trump in the Republican primary. So the debate also offered a preview of a 2028 debate between two potential opponents. What the audience didn't see and what at least five sources told NBC News is that off screen, there were significant disagreements happening. The DeSantis and Newsom teams were both arguing that the other side was breaking the rules that were agreed upon in advance, particularly keeping distance between the candidates and their guests. According to sources, four sources in the DeSantis camp, by the way, one who witnessed the moment in the room and three others who were standing backstage, Newsom's wife, Jennifer Siebel Newsom, came into the debate room on at least two occasions to raise some objections. She also made her way to the stage during the break after the candidates agreed to extend the debate and apparently put an end to it. A fifth source on the ground, unaffiliated with either campaign, confirmed that uh, Jennifer Newsom ended the debate on her husband's behalf, saying, we're done. Oh, boy. One of Jennifer Newsom's complaints centered around DeSantis mentioning her father. DeSantis claimed that he told him that he moved from California to Florida because it was better governed. A Newsom aide denied that Jennifer Newsom was the reason for the debate ending and said the decision not to keep going with the debate was mutual, saying the staffers from both teams complained to producers when Hannity tried to extend it. In his spin room after the debate, Newsom told reporters that they didn't keep it going longer because everyone started panicking on both sides as each candidate had some place to be. The Newsom source also accused DeSantis of having several conversations with a staffer and his wife, Casey DeSantis, that were shut down by Fox only after a staffer for Newsom complained. A Fox spokesperson denied having to step in. The person said Casey DeSantis entered the debate room at least twice as well. And they said DeSantis had a teleprompter in his line of sight that showed the questions that Hannity would be asking, and Newsom didn't have that same advantage. A Fox News spokesperson denied that. Everybody, this is just, it's fucking fifth grade. Newsom's team also took issue with DeSantis' use of props. A couple of images he held up during the debate, one which I like to call the poop map. Yep. <laughs> uh, seeing that those had been barred, props had been barred in advance, but a Fox spokesperson told NBC that the word props was never discussed ahead of the debate. The rule simply stated neither side could use multimedia production. Dana, I guess poop maps are not multimedia productions. <laughs> Newsom spokesman Nathan Click suggested Hannity at various points throughout the night attempted to tip the scales in DeSantis's favor. Of course he did. As DeSantis did worse and worse, Sean Hannity tried harder and harder to rehabilitate him. Gavin Newsom crushed Ron DeSantis deep on his home turf. Uh, and, and he truly did. I watched some of it. I couldn't stomach the rest of it. But um, there was <laughs> I don't a blame you. Yeah, my goodness. All right. This is from Ryan Riley, a two time Olympic gold medalist who stormed the U.S. Capitol during the January 6th attack, was sentenced to six months of home confinement on Friday. Cleet Keller was arrested in January of 2021 and pleaded guilty in September of 2021 to a felony charge of obstruction of an official proceeding. His sentencing was deferred because of his cooperation. While U.S. Judge Richard Leon sentenced Keller to 36 months probation, the first six of which will be a home confinement. Now, prosecutors had asked for a sentence of 10 months in federal prison, saying that while Keller's actions were unconscionable, 
He provided extensive cooperation with the government and deserved a sentence below the guideline range. Cleet Derek Keller once wore the American flag as an Olympian, prosecutors wrote in a sentencing memo on January 6, 2021. He threw that flag in a trash can. Well said. But they wrote, for nearly three years, Keller has cooperated with the government's investigation into the attack on the Capitol, repeatedly meeting with the government to describe anyone around him and everything that happened leading up to and on January 6th. He has provided substantial assistance and has expressed remorse for his crimes. Keller chanted, and I quote, fuck Nancy Pelosi and fuck Chuck Schumer while inside the building and repeatedly resisted officers' attempts to remove him from the building, at one point jerking his elbow away. That's according to prosecutors. Afterwards, he threw his USA jacket away and destroyed his cell phone. What Keller did, prosecutors wrote, and I quote, will forever be a stain on this country's narrative, and it continues to impact our ability to credibly lead by example as a democratic republic. As a former Olympian, they added, Keller was a unique position to know better. More than 1,200 people, by the way, have been charged in connection with the Capitol riot, and more than 400 have been sentenced to various periods of incarceration at this point. Cleet Keller. Cleet Cleet Keller. Sounds like he should hang out with Trig Palin and Caden Boebert. I mean, like... (laughs) Cleet. I I mean, listen, family names I know are important. I just have to wonder where Cleet came from. K-L-E-T-E. Cleet Keller. Maybe he started out, you know, in soccer. Yeah. In, in the womb, he kicked. He kicked a lot. He kicked a lot in the womb. He kicked a lot. So they named him Cleet. Yeah, in the womb. <laughs> right. I forgot. We name children when they're born, not he, when they're ten. When they're thirty. <laughs> Some goes to show you how familiar I am with. Oh my god, Allison, that was really funny. Maybe that's why they named it. Maybe he played soccer. <laughs> I always my cats. They get their names like five years in. So you know. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. It happens. All right, everybody. Uh, We have uh, some really great good news to get to today, but we have to take a quick break for our sponsors. So everybody stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. By now, you've probably heard about microdosing. Microdose gummies are used by all sorts of folks to feel healthier and increase their performance. And when you microdose, your body and mind achieve peace like after a long shower or a good workout. It's that just right feeling. You feel more focused, relaxed, even a little energized. It's called being in the zone, and microdosing helps you get there easier and stay there longer. Microdose sent me gummies so I could learn more about getting in the zone, and you can try it too. Go to microdose.com and use code DAILYBEANS to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Ever since I've been taking microdose gummies, it's like someone turned down the volume on my anxiety. No more feeling frazzled after long work calls or... My shoulders don't bunch up. My jaw is unclenched, which I have to do. Everyone unclench your jaw right now. Uh, I've also been in a better mood, uh, feeling a kind of peace and satisfaction you feel after finishing a good book. Plus, it's easier to fall asleep now than ever before. That's the main thing. Microdose gummies strike the perfect balance for relaxation without the excess. I prefer a gentler approach. A half a gummy eases me into a peaceful evening vibe. Away from the day's relentless pace, it helps me shift gears from busy and stressed to rested and relaxed. I can unwind from the day without any sluggish after effects. And that is one of the reasons I love microdosing so much. There are many cannabis companies out there, but microdose is the only one that's changing the world. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code DAILYBEANS to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, code DAILYBEANS. Microdose.com, code DAILYBEANS for 30% off. 
And as you know, I used to wake up every morning with a terrible backache, a lot of stress, a lot of tossing and turning. That's until I got my custom mattress from Helix Sleep. From the very first night, I felt like this mattress was tailor-made for me, because it was. Now I wake up feeling better than ever. I love it. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Everybody has a different way of sleeping. Helix knows that. So they have a variety of mattresses to choose from, 20 total in their lineup, including the award-winning Lux Collection and the recently released Elite Collection. And they have options for big and tall sleepers and kids. Everyone is included. The key to finding your perfect fit is that Helix Sleep Quiz I told you about. It's a super easy way to find the best mattress designed to complement your body and sleep style best. And once you place your order, bam, it's shipped to your door for free right to your doorstep. It's amazing. I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I like a medium firm bed and I sleep on my side. And this is the best mattress I've had in my whole life, hands down, head and shoulders above the rest. And just to make sure you're completely satisfied, Helix has a 100 night trial and a 10 or 15 year warranty, depending on the model. I trust them. And so can you. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash daily beans and use code helixpartner. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play what the whatever. I mean, seriously, whatever animal... You, trees, birds, flora, fauna. Start sending us cars. Guess that car. Maybe, maybe I'll get one right. Rocks. Like, I can maybe tell if it's, what, igneous? A pet rock? A I'm pet, like, that's a pet that's rock. That's a pet rock. <laughs> that's a pet rock right there. <laughs> Breed gray. It's a gray pet rock. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to a loved one. Shout out to a small business in your area or your small business. If you want to send your theses or dissertation titles, I love those. Whoopie stories, blanky stories, stuffed animal stories. If you don't have pod pet tax to pay, you can send us an adoptable pet in your area because we love those. And of course, send all the baby pictures and frog orgies that you can, that you can muster. Um, and also holiday photos. And by the way, my holiday White House photos are up on my Twitter account. You can go check those out. At Muller, she wrote, all right, let's see what we have. Oh, by the way, the way you send all that in, dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Um, first up, from Anonymous, pronouns she and her. Hey, Beans fam. I listen to Daily Beans every morning while I get my girls, 13 and 9, ready for school. My nine-year-old happens to love eating refried beans and packs herself a little taco kit every day for lunch <laughs> with beans, cheese, and tortillas. She has now taken to singing your podcast theme song each morning while she packs her lunch. She sings Daily Beans, Daily Beans, while she packs up her Daily Beans. <laughs> the Daily Beans have certainly served her well. She recently hit a, a new back squat personal record. Whoa, and can now back squat more than her body weight. She is working toward qualifying for Olympic weightlifting national championships this year, just like her big sister. We all trained together at uh, with the most amazing group of strong AF women, all ages, all sizes. Here's a picture of my younger girl training at the gym, older sister competing at nationals last year, and our doggo Hope for pet tax. Hell yes. Family. These are excellent. Look at the second photo. I know that's the older one. I think that's the 13-year-old. That photo's phenomenal. That's a beauty. Yeah, it is a beautiful picture. And that little one, my goodness. Look at that. That is an incredible photo. I love the 
The color. I love the orange. And again, <laughs> I love the orange. Doggo. I know. And a pupper. Hi, pupper with a handle on the harness. Hello. <laughs> All right. This one's from Irish goddess, pronouns she and her. Hello to the queens of the Leguminati. I hope Dana's recovering from COVID and taking good care of herself. I am Irish goddess. Thank you very much. I would like to submit a shout out to my bestie, Kim. Kim has been there for me throughout the years, is an amazing cycling buddy, and just an all-around great lady. Thanksgiving weekend, she flew out to Denver, joined me for a tattoo session, and the Broncos versus Browns game. It wasn't colder than a witch's tit in my brass bra. Was it colder than a witch's tit in a brass bra? No, it was actually colder the day before. Uh, We were the people in the seats behind us drunk off their asses. Oh, sorry. Were the people in the seats behind us drunk (laughs) off their asses? You bet. And they were hilarious. Oh, my God. How funny. The best part was watching the team continue their winning streak with someone who is one of the most amazing people in the world. Pics of me and Kim, the scoreboard, and a snuggly puppy attached. Thanks, AG, Dana, and all the production people of The Beans. Thanks for thanking the people behind the beans. I, I appreciate I that. Oh, my God. You look like you're having a blast. Stupid Broncos beating my Browns. Boo. A boo. But I am so glad that you had a wonderful time. And by by the looks on your faces, you totally did. And look, touchdown in the background. That was a touchdown photo moment. Congratulations on winning. Uh, even though it was just the Browns. And the doggo is so beautiful. So sweet. All snuggled the, in. The baby. All right, next up from Susan, pronoun she and her. This is a shout out to the healthcare providers that have helped transform my life. Long story short, I'm a 61-year-old woman who has a lifetime of negativity swirling around my family of origin. I call it fifth wheel syndrome, uh, nurtured by my narcissistic, passive-aggressive martyr mom and my all-too-often raging alcoholic dad, who I loved. Although my older siblings are nearby, I don't consider them to be options if I were to need support based on decades of experience. Dang. Yet, I'm feeling better than I have in a decade, physically, mentally, and spiritually. There have been many, many helpers along the way over the years, and I'm forever grateful to have connected with them, each and every one. I have been blessed to have worked with a lab tech, imaging experts, front desk and admin folks, and countless others who keep the clinics clean and working well. Fortunately, I have a primary doc overseeing the big picture, and she seems as excited about my finally normal inflammation level as I am, as she used three exclamation points in her note. Uh, I could provide so many more examples of the high-quality technical skills and TLC I've received that just thinking about it makes me smile and feel hopeful. In closing, I want to emphasize the life-altering impact of working with authentically educated and trained trauma-informed healers and how amazing that's been for me. Addressing these core invisible wounds was essential for my healing to begin. I'm forever grateful for them all. The beautiful young woman laughing with joy and giddiness over two cranberry sauce options is my niece. (laughs) I love her more than ever as she morphs into a wonderful adult who can make me laugh like no one else. That human is pure joy. Look at that. What a great submission, Susan. Thank you for that. And yes, but by the way, the only correct kind of cranberry sauce is missing, which is the cranberry sauce in the can with the lines on it. (laughs) But I'm sure these are probably way better. (laughs) I mean, I used to love that stuff. Now now I'm an adult, Allison, and I eat real cranberry sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I know, I'm just kidding. Um, Whatever, indeed. All right. So basic. Yeah. All right, this is from Dr. Phil, not that Dr. Phil, pronouns he and him. Greetings, AG and DG. 
Dr. Phil here, not that Dr. Phil, long-time listener to The Daily Beans, Jack and Cleanup, and Aisle 45, and first-time writing. I'm a musician and a teacher in the Chicago area, double bassist and early music specialist performing music for violas da gamba, or viols, pronounced, oh, vials. Okay, vials. Um, I guess it's vi- violas da gamba, or vials. Now, probably not as interesting as others. I could spend about five minutes by myself trying to pronounce these words. <laughs> probably not as interesting as others, but here's my 2007 dissertation topic. Original crossover? Popular ballad tunes that aren't music for vials in 17th century England. Huh. Which focused on instrumental settings of broadside ballad tunes for solo uh, viola. No, I think it's viola. But when you just yeah. say viol, it's just vials. Yeah. Got it. I thought so, too. Viola da, 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 viola da gamba and viol consort. Okay. We sure hope that's right. Uh, there's a link to the dissertations and the notes and, a, uh, and other links to broadside ballads and vials. Ballads. <laughs> Ballard, ballards. 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 Person linked to that. I feel like I've lost complete control of this submission. Out of control. All right. There's a lot of links to all of the things I just said in the show notes. Anyway, (laughs) here's my business shout out. During the first year of the pandemic, I started recording a series of chamber music for Jesus vials, vial consorts as a music minus one called consorts minus one, where I multi-track chamber music, which I later parlayed into a small classical music label called Mid. Mid W's 415? Mid 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 Midwes 415? A musical label focused on historically informed performance practice on period instruments. Yeah. Link to consorts, by the way, minus one and mid oh it is Midwest 415 will be in the show notes. You can hear the music on the earliest published female composer of a chamber music, Claudia Francesca Ruska. I got that one right. 1583. She was alive from 1583 to 1676, alongside the earliest woman composer of music for vials, Lenora Duarte, from 1610 to 1678. Okay. With the 400th anniversary of the passing of English composer William Byrd, you can hear his three and four part music, which I released on that anniversary, July 4th. Being a <laughs> Jesus, being a, vi- a viola, a viola da gamba nerd, you can hear me performing all the size of vials, <laughs> from the smallest treble vial to the double bass-sized uh, violon, pronounced viol, violet, viol. Let me get this. Violone. Violone. Or don't let me get it. Thank you, Leviosa. Leviosaw. <laughs> you will love this. The album is called Size Madrith. Not an Elizabe- <laughs> Elizabethan era reference to everyone's favorite tiny Jedi master. Mm. Oh my God. Okay. Things all being, I'm going to pass out, by the way. <laughs> Things all being said, I want to make an appeal to your listeners for this holiday season that independent artists are struggling. If you think that using streaming apps such as Amazon, Apple Music, or Spotify compensate artists fairly for their music on their platforms, you'd be severely mistaken. Spotify, notoriously the worst of the bunch, by the way, pays only between 0.003 to 0.005 per stream, not even a penny per stream. If you stream music, but want to support, actually, is that a penny? It's three cents and five cents. 
I think it's 0.03 cents and 0.05 cents. Yeah. It's very small. I mean, either way. Yeah. If you stream music but want to support your favorite artist, what is the alternative, you ask? Many independent music labels, including Midwest 415, use Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Yep. And since the pandemic, the first Friday of each month has been Bandcamp Friday, where 100% of your purchase goes directly to the artist. Nor corporate entities, no middlemen. Please support our work and the work of many artists who depend on this income. For Pod Pet Tax, here's a picture of our animal rescue cockapoo Chewy, yes, named after that Chewy, who passed away during the 2020 phase of the pandemic. He was the best co-pilot in the galaxy, and his picture still shines on our Christmas tree. Mm. Since Chewy passed, our daughter Natalia superheaded the rescue of our terrier named Ellie, whom I keep meaning to Photoshop into scenes from The Last of Us. Or Eli? No, Ellie. Uh, Natalia wanted a cat, so here is our rescue cat, Roxy, named after a character from the Five Nights at Freddy's video games and movie. So our home is blessed with a lot of rescue animal hijinks, and I'm here for it. Phew. Wishing you all and the listeners of the Daily Beans the warmest wishes of the season, no matter what you do or do not celebrate. Thank you to all the MSW media for the work you do to keep all of us informed. Awesome. And everybody stick around after the credits to hear some of Claudia Francesca Ruzga's Canzone Prima for Alla Borromia, I think. Canzone Francais. Uh, uh, we have a link. You're going to love it. And sorry, I struggled a little bit through that submission, but I appreciate <laughs> everyone's understanding. There's some words in there that I'm like, oh, my goodness. There was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot in there. Um, but that's a heck of a of a dissertation, original crossover, popular ballad tunes as art music for vials. This in 17th century England. Love it. And I love the size. doesn't matter. Reference. That was pretty funny. So funny. These animals <laughs> are also beautiful. Animals are so cute. Uh-oh. Yep. Look at Guess that what's baby. coming. I know. From Sarah Beth. I can, I can handle it. Pronouns she and her. I've listened for a little over a year, but this is my first submission. I want to send all my healing thoughts to Dana. And I and love to you both. Thank you all for doing what you do and providing me with useful news every day. Since baby photos have extra healing properties, I'm sending along a photo of my turkey. He's now 11. And this is one of my all-time favorite photos of him. Rest and heal and take care uh, to you both. Look at Thank you, Sarah Beth. This baby <laughs> picture is perfection. Look at this little wiener. Look at him. He's so oh, fucking cute. He's so cute. Aww. I want to know what he looks like now. I bet he's handsome, little guy. Little face. Oh my gosh, so adorbs. All right. Thank you, everyone, for sending. I just realized I called the baby a little wiener. I was, it's not a naked baby. I just... Yeah. <laughs> I just You're like, look at that dog. little wiener. I was like, there's no wieners in this picture. <laughs> a little hot dog. I just want to... Oh my God, that. we're going to have to break this down, though. Speaking of little wieners, and I know you didn't ask for my final thoughts, but <laughs> I need to know if anyone out there is watching Naked Attraction... <laughs> I haven't seen it. <gasps> it's on HBO Max, so I guess they just call it Max. And it's basically the show that's um, in England or in Europe, and it's based on genitalia. So like on a dating show, normally you see the person and you're like, oh, I wonder if I want to date them. Well, this one, they all in boxes and they raise a screen, but they only show from the waist down for the first set of this like game. And you see all these like wieners and vaginas. And I'm like, I've never seen so many fucking penises in my life. First of all, you've got to check out the show just for the shock value alone. But it, it just reinforces the fact that like, we're such a Puritan society. We're so prude in the United States. And I was talking about it with friends and other people. If there was a show like this on and it was normalized, the, the body dysmorphia in this country, men and women and all genders in between, would not have so much because it wouldn't 
like you'd see bodies of all different kinds and you wouldn't be comparing yourself to this perfection you see in like Hollywood. Anyway, mm. I have to know if anyone else is watching this show and that just wieners reminded me of that. And then we took a whole rabbit hole down um, Naked Attraction. What's it? Naked Attraction. Naked right. Attraction. All right. Well, I will, I'm totally checking that out. Okay. You got to watch the first episode tonight and then text me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, I will. Okay. Uh, and you're you're out for a couple weeks, yeah? I am. I am taking uh, my last gig of the year is tomorrow. I've had 46 gigs this year. There's only 52 weeks in the year, people. I am taking my first real vacation of the year. I'm unplugging. There'll be no. Well, also I'm going to be uh, overseas, so I won't be able to record it with you. But I'll be gone until about the 17th, and so for the next couple of weeks, I just want to send everyone the best and enjoy the holiday season as things start to get decorated. And if you're not a holiday person, that's okay. And send mm-hmm. a lot of love to those people that sometimes the holidays are just not that fucking easy. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I'll be here holding down the fort. We'll see if we can bring on some fun guest people and interviews and things like that. And uh, we'll keep bringing the news to you. And uh, Dana, I I will miss you, but we'll see you when you get uh, when you get back. Please enjoy your rest. We need okay. well needed, well earned, well deserved vacation, my friend. Thank you. Um, and uh, naked attraction checks notes will do. Everybody, I'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Please check out the new episode of Jack. Check out Clean Up on L Forty Five on Wednesday. If you haven't subscribed, it's free to subscribe, and it really helps us knock the fascists off the charts. I really like it when I beat Ben Shapiro. So if you have a chance to just subscribe to the other shows, it'd be great. And also our YouTube channel. Um, you can just search for Daily Beans. And uh, that way, if you have anybody who, you know, needs those closed captions, you can get that on YouTube for all of us, all of our shows. Um, so thank you, everybody, for sending in stuff. If you have anything you want to send in to us, send it in. We're going to need it. We're going to need a lot of it. Send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. I'll be back in your ears tomorrow. Until then, please take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Take care of your family. Vote blue over Q. And please take everyone you know with you. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. This is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. 
He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.